0: All right, I want to welcome everybody to Hip Hop um, Heads. My name is Novak and my partner on the other, uh, other mic is Nosage. Uh, today we're talking about top five MCs. Uh, this is going to be a good one, everybody. Uh, we got a special guest today that's going to bring his top five Rushmore uh, MCs to the stage here today. Uh, our guest today is a friend of the show and a force to be reckoned with in the video game industry. I want to introduce, introduce everybody to Carl Bernardo. Carl is the chairperson for Black and Gaming. He also serves as a technology and uh, new media advisor for Duke Media. Carl is also a hip hop enthusiast and someone that is known for having the ear for good music. I spent a lot of days listening to Carl's music, so I definitely want to introduce everybody to the world of Carl and how you, how he views hip hop. So, Carl, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me on the show. I am. I know I'm. I, I'm more than a, have a more than of my hands with youth, with no sage and no vac in the situation, so I am prepared. Make my argument for my top five. Right. So um, so you want to start with like my number five and go down, or do you how do you want to do this? Like you wanna count backwards? So uh, let's start with
0: number five.
1: All right, number five, this is the one that everybody's gonna be controversial about. So I will put on my, my number five list, my number five is heavy D, Heavy D and the boy. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, this is a controversial <laughs> idea, but I, I, I have I have a mountain of evidence to present for this. Wow, bro, like okay.
2: when we college together, that was definitely one of the takeaways I remember from you. I'm like, you know he's gonna mention Heavy D, right? You know Carl's gonna go there.
1: All right. So not only was Heavy D one of the best MCs, he was most one of the most important MCs in the industry. Okay, so Heavy D's first hit is Mr. Big Stuff, right? Or he's basically dressed like a fat boy. Like, look at look at like his gear. <laughs> he looks like one of the fat boys. Like, he has an all jean wow. denim outfit on, right? Like, and it's it's pretty basic, right? Go seven years later to um, now that we found love. He has the uh, the Andre Terrell suits on. He had he's like super suave and specific. Su- you can look at uh, hip hop's evolution through heavy D's career from the fat boy era uh, to the big daddy era. I'm not, I'm sorry. Uh, um, biggie era. Heavy D is the bridge between the fat boys and uh-huh. biggie. Mm, like, that's I'm the first part
2: the connection with the, the Fatboy fat, he
1: looks just like the fat boy, like the, the style, even like the way he's emceeing is like that, that, that pre that Curtis blow like that, that early eighties style. And he he evolved from that to basically like a new jack swing style over the course of his career. All right, first part. Second part, Heavy D had four chart chart hits from eighty nine to ninety two, that were all number top ten hits. Mm-hmm. He, had, um, he did, he did. Arsenio Hall called Heavy D the best MC in hip hop on his show.
0: I remember that. It was late for that though. It was real late. Um, late time. <laughs> Heavy D is the
1: only MC that rapped with Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson on a, rec- on a record. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Heavy That's D enough. is. <laughs> <gonna> keep going. <laughs> <laughs> They're indisputable facts. Heavy D did the soundtrack to Living Color, the best black show on television in, ni- in, a, in, the, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That was it? In, you know yeah, that it was,
0: Heavy yeah. Yeah.
1: It was Heavy D. That oh. was Heavy D. Yeah, boy. Yes. Uh, Heavy D's. Uh, Heavy D is responsible for the best hip-hop uh, song, uh, the best hip-hop tribute song of all time because Trouble T. Roy was his dancer. So uh, that's why uh, we get the for you. That's out of the Heavy D's group, right? Another thing. Heavy D worked for Andre Harrell at Uptown, and Heavy D recommended an intern work for Andre Harrell named Puff Daddy. Heavy D got Puff Daddy his first job. So you can't argue Heavy D's basically his influence on music. And Biggie's dress and style were modeled after Heavy D. He says it in several interviews. Like, Heavy D's the one person that convinced him how to do all of that. So all of the Gucci and all of that, none of them were doing that. That was all Heavy D's thing. Right? That's on his impact, on his lyrics, Heavy D is a true MC. Like if you look at Heavy D's lyrical, lyrical skill set, he could he had his own style that has still not been duplicated in the industry, then or now. Does, does anybody you know rap like Heavy D? No one. No one.
2: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't, I don't I,
1: no, no, you, no, you have seen no one's style. The B-B-B-D, none of that. <laughs> no one's never, ever, ever, ever 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 been able to get his style. So that is my top five of top five of all time. Heavy D is number five on that list. Convince me I'm wrong.
0: Well, I give you I give you a point there because he started the whole video game. Those videos are sleek, you know, nothing but yes, love they video. Did. Yep. I, I mean, you had Chris Tucker, a young Chris Tucker, in that video. Uh, Chris Tucker in that video, yep. I mean, it was a oppressive time for hip hop. I mean, Heavy Heavy was a true MC. He did command tell, the crowd. Tell me, you heard
1: about Mount Vernon before Heavy? No. No, mm-hmm. Money Money by by Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then look at then look at who Heavy D Circle was. Oh, other part, Heavy D has the best um, lyric of self destruction by far. Maybe one yeah. is better one, mm-hmm. but he uh, definitely when you see Heavy in contemplation songs, he's the top one or two people in those contemplations. Don't curse, um, self destruction. Uh, even when he's in the music videos; he's very present. Like when you see Heavy D in a video, you notice him. Like you, he's he, he had that. It's, just, it's no wonder he went to acting later on. He had a certain stage presence that was unique to him.
2: I'm glad you brought up the acting thing because I'm I'm a film fan first above all things. I'm still head, mm-hmm. like, no doubt, but like, yeah, I mean, he definitely had a presence on screen. Like it would have been very lovely to see him still, you know, doing mm-hmm. it. After
1: he was on rock. Remember rock? He was on he was, yeah. he was just on rock. He was he did you know, like he 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 had um, a way about him that I think was um, was very unique. For me as a person growing up, he influenced me probably as much as any other singer he did because he was to, to he was his own person. He didn't follow the group, he didn't follow the crowd, he didn't follow everybody else. He was the he was the state, he was the, he was the person that started that. Then he also uh, Uptown, you know, he was the first, he was the first act signed to Uptown. So if he doesn't succeed, all the other groups that uh, uh, come out of Uptown don't happen, right? So that's Father MC, that's Jodice C, that's Mary J. Blige, that's all of them come out of Uptown after that. So he's the fa- grandfather of Uptown, which is like most of the ni- us early nineties, like R and B, um not all of it, but a great portion of that comes out of Uptown. You know, so
0: that's, that's my fun. argument. MVD. I agree. I have to go to lyrics. Oh, Lyrically he was pretty decent. I mean, I give you I give you that. I mean think about it. There's no Puff Daddy because he wouldn't be dancing Father MC. No, he would yeah. not. He would not mm-hmm. be. You know, Dwight Fountain. So,
1: <laughs> That's right. so
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah, I, I didn't I didn't realize that then acting wise, New York on the cover. I remember North New York, New York, New York, York, York on the cover, yeah. he was pretty solid yeah. on there. You know, it was more yeah. than a cameo. I mean his charisma on the screen was awesome. <laughs> I mean you can see big, you can see a lot of his influence on big. We never got a chance to see Big act except for that one video, hypnotized, and that was about it. It it was it wasn't very good acting, but it was it was puffy and big trying to do something different. The
1: reason why Heavy doesn't get doesn't get the kind of credit he deserves because his topics are not esoteric and not street, and everyone else who's considered a great MC, either super esoteric or super street, he didn't fit Mm -hmm. either of those roles. He was very much in the the middle of the road, right. Not He wasn't Will Smith, but Will Smith has a similar issue, right? So Will Smith never has any lyrics where people consider those lyrics like super deep right. or super street, and so therefore there's a loss in like people's translation of what, what made it a great MC, because most people consider you have to have one of those two lanes, by and large. Yeah, I mean,
2: My hip entry point is always down to the lyrics, and I, I i agree with you like i never thought he was on like the pantheon of like you know like astounding lyrics but the style you're making me like think about the style because like you had like Daz effects and other cats like that but it wasn't necessarily like the same he was like he definitely like created his own style like for certain and um when you're talking about the uptown pedigree. Like you, you, made me think about. I didn't realize he was P. Rock's cousin. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't cuss, don't, don't yeah. cuss. You know, he mm-hmm. mentions P. Rock several times when they Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and and so you think about like where where he falls. It's just a very unique perspective, and but but also unique time. Like if you weren't like in your 20s or teens. You would have missed Heavy D's like influence because he really only had like that eight-year window, like like the eighty-seven to ninety-five. I would think, you know, kind of ninety-seven, maybe ninety-seven. You go goes far. He he doesn't really have the same in, uh, industry influence after that moment. Biggie kind of takes that place for him. But so a lot of people miss that because you had to be in that in that kind of window because when he had his videos were on on a lot when he was like super popular. The other part he doesn't get credit for is Heavy D had some of the best dancers in hip hop, like bar none like his videos they were they had they had routines like as an MC not as an RB artist that that, that did hip hop he had people that danced in his videos for real like complete all out there's not many MCs that had that like I mean you think through think it through like very few very few in every video not not in just like a couple right like mm-mm. he had a complete team so that's and my, that's my, argument.
2: his crew is heavy D and the boys. It wasn't the heavy same.
1: D and The boys. Yep. Yeah. Later it was heavy D and his later, his later work. Right. He, he has some heavy D stuff. Um, and if you go back and look through his albums, he a couple of things on his other albums that are really interesting. One of the, uh, one of the things that you should listen to, to really get his respect level is he has an intro song. I think it's on his third album where it says friends, it's called friends and respect. And it's just his answer machine playing all his messages and it's like it's like a it's like a who's who of 90s people spike lee all like, like it's like 25 35 like people in the industry like ask what's up with them and is he busy and can he hang out you know like this just as a, a little reminder i, I don't be so yeah that's my argument that D. Yeah. all right number four you ready
0: i'm ready
1: number four this is not to be controversial. He's considered by most to be one of the top five MCs on time. Number four on my list is Most Def, Yasanbe. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one of the great lyricists of our time, great lyrical geniuses of our time. Uh, you can argue Black back on Both Sides. It's probably a perfect album. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he, uh, he, he is my number two guest MC of all time as well. Like he is. Uh, he's one of the best MCs that shows up in a guest appearance like in history where he has that one lyric and he just slams it every time. Uh <clears throat> I have to I have to say, now I thought about Talib. I, I went back and forth because Talib is, is, is as I would say as gifted lyricist as Most Def is in some respects. But I don't I would say this. Talib to me doesn't have the kind of lyrical remembrance Most Def does. And what I mean by that is when, when you hear, there's there's several lyrics on Mostef that are quotable for years. Like you can just say those lyrics to yourself and they just have so much meaning to them. And his, his soliloquies are just so, so unique. Um, or I think Tlaib's doesn't, doesn't strike. He has very clever lyrics, but I'm never, I never think about his lyrics outside the songs. Like I never, I never think like, Oh, you know, that's, that's, that's great. Like, so I did um my our mission was to leave it's this part of black on uh, black um, uh, Blackstar. But uh most to me is uh is a top 5 OC, uh barna. Like,
2: I'm glad you brought up Kwalee because my brain always goes to and this is another episode but like like the top 5 hip hip hop duos, right? So I'm right. like oh, okay, so like UPMD and Blackstar is definitely up there I think so The package of them together is like a totally separate conversation than like, you know,
1: our problem though is there's only one album of them together, really. Like, there's, I mean, there was supposed to be a second album, but I really can't put them a top five, top two duels because there's only one album. There's not, there's no, Mm -hmm. we don't have a consistency with the two of them for any long period of time. So, is it just a, is it, is a one hit, is it, are they a one hit wonder together? Or are you know are is it just that that was the vehicle for them to become separate MCs? And that's that's how it that's how it ended up. Um, when you listen to uh, Black and Both Sides, even today, and like the wisdom in that album and the stuff he's laying down, uh, there's like life lessons throughout the album. There's like, uh, I mean, he has a song about his mom, which you don't realize after the, the song's over. You know, like there's. He is—it's—it's it's an incredible body of work he was able—he's able to put together. Um, I think over the course of his career. <laughs> so for me, Mo Steph is number four. Yvonne, I haven't heard you. No, 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 Novak, I haven't heard you. I haven't heard you to, to weigh in on this. What do you? What do you well,
0: think? I, I totally agree. I'm just in shock right now because a lot of people just don't understand black on both sides. I mean, it's fat booties on there. And that song, that that song, Miss Fat Booty reminds me so much of college. You know that whole, the whole imagery he created, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, fake, you know, giving out the fake cell phone name and you know some fake mm-hmm. cell phone mm-hmm. number and everything. I mean, you know, it's just a great album. You, you know, you think about Umi says, you think about everything else that most stuff is dropped. I mean, Black on Both Sides is awesome. I love the artwork. I used to have that poster on the wall. You know, everybody, everybody comes, everybody comes to your room and your place and goes. Why is that most of photo on your uh, image on your walnut? Because that's a great album. I mean, I do agree that Black Star was the vehicle for them to become uh, you know solo artists. It's not like outcast it's not like the big boy in um under the right. Thousand situation. big boy and Andre. The thing with them is when they got together, they were better. You know, the stuff, yes. the stuff, for, the love, yes. the stuff for the love below uh-huh. and speaker box. Speaker Box, speaker box is so different from Love Below in that situation. So it's like two yep. separate projects, you think about it. But you know, black on both sides, man. It's awesome because you know their vocab crew. The way they hit, the way they hit the lyrics, the way those guys accompany each other is really awesome. But then they split. But you could get, you could feel that at the beginning and the beginning at the album. The beginning of the album they were a group. The end of the album they were two separate MCs. They were going two separate directions. And I don't think we ever got any more work with them because uh, you know, most stuff matured a lot quicker than Tlaib. Tlaib was still doing the same Tlaib things, and then he kind of went into that whole hip hop New York thing. But most most kept it more uh, Hell's Kitchen issues. You know what I mean? That's most really interesting. Yeah,
1: because when you say that, because you look at like um, most of, most of his collaborations, right? Like there's there's secret most songs mm-hmm. that you don't know are most songs. Like years later, you know, like there's a there's like four or five tracks he has with um, what DJ is that? A, a DJ in New York. I can't think of his name. <clears throat> Where. He has like five songs with them, like like in a, like a mini album, like but like you don't even know. And they're all remixes of each other. You know, like the all of those are different, but the, the the song is remix, 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 remix. Like he does these very unique little side projects. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I can't go without saying though, if you haven't heard uh, Yasin Bay which is... Um, Yasin Gay, I'm sorry, Yasin Gay, which mm-hmm. is a miracle Gazaway, who's a DJ from in in California, mm-hmm. takes Mostef and Marvin Gay and so uh basically makes a, a, a completely brand new album with with them uh you have to get you have to get it uh, so it's on youtube i'm sure uh yasin gay but uh i mean if you're a most deaf fan that album is probably the greatest uh, is uh, his guest appearance in the hurricane soundtrack which talks about time which is one of the great great lines I've ever great 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 lyrics i've ever heard in my life um i think it's one of the best uh and then uh, he he and Talib have this song called "Beautiful" Mary J Blige, mm-hmm. incredibly underrated. He has a he has a song called he Ch- has he has a song called Championship Requiem. not uh, give him credit. He has song songs you can't find on streaming, which is he has a couple songs on like Kanye's album that are really good. Like he's a, incredible lyricist, man. I mean, just hands down. Like he, you know. Uh, I, I think he watched what he was bored. I mean like he's just incredible. So most depth is my is my top not number four.
2: I love that um beautiful remix song because it's not even on an album. It's like it's on, not. Uh, no it's not. Oh. <laughs> underline your it's point not. about um, they, dropped, they, dropped on,
0: they dropped on vinyl for a second. because that, uh, that 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 Jay Z um, gay I got that on vinyl and that's a great pick. It reminded me it reminded me of the submarine album, the J the Jay Z um, Beatles album. It reminds oh, me a little bit where they yeah. matched it up.
1: Yeah, if you're not paying attention, Mario Gosway, when well, he's doing these remixes, man, like he mm-hmm. does a common common wonder with Stevie and Common. Yeah, I know about he has, that. He has a uh, he has a he has a he has a lyric. So this is my favorite though. He does a remix. So you know they him and Katali came back for like a uh, a year or something. They they talked about like a single. Mm-hmm. The single did right. wasn't very good, like uh, musically. Like you, I mean, their lyrics are great, but the the, the the music was all right. He does a remix of that song with uh, Young Gifted in Black with mm-hmm. Barita Franklin. Mm-hmm. And it's exceptional. Like, I, I mean, you wish to hear where you made that song together. Like, it, it's, it's a it's a really amazing, like, <laughs> like work of art. So I'm doing Most Stuff, as my top four, and I'm giving a shout-out to, to Lee a shout-out to America Gazaway for his remixes of Most Stuff. It's pretty exceptional. Uh, I
2: think it's no mistake that also uh, Yasin Bey is also an actor in his own right. We were already talking about
1: Bamboozle. Yes, Bamboozle uh, you gotta talk think about he won an Emmy for something Lord has made. Yeah, yeah, that movie. Yeah. Then right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um you know he was also on the Cosby Mysteries. You forget about that. Most definitely was uh on the Cosby Mysteries as uh, one of the main characters. And then he was uh he uh and then of course he's most famous for I well, think he's not most famous for, but he's one of the most famous things he's done is he's also the 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 black uh he's the uh the black general manager on the racial draft. <laughs> oh, I remember that Oh yeah Oh man <laughs> My delegation Tiger Woods It's one of my favorite
2: line <laughs> uh, here Like so far Your your top MCs Have acting skills And they
1: have A lot of range And a lot of A lot of layers to them Alright So my next my yeah. Now I know Heavy B is the one The most lambasted But my next one Is I think The most controversial Okay So top three MC All time Was Lauryn Hill um, yes, this is, uh, okay, so this is a difficult pick for me. I had, I, I thought this, th- this <clears> through. I would say if you look at Lauren Hill's body of work, Lauren Hill has the best three years of any MC in the history of hip hop. If you look at her body of work, the three years Lauren Hill is Lauren Hill, she has more, more range of hits than anybody in the history history of the music industry, right? She has her stuff with the Fugees, right? She has guest stars with Nas, guest stars with Common, guest stars with the Franklin, guest stars, I mean like she, she does, so her guest star appearances are top. Then she has an album that comes out which earns five Grammys and sweeps like every music award in, in the country. And I will make this argument in the time. I think her best track on there is "Lost Ones," which is not the track, no one that, that track that got all the credit. Like I think right. "Lost Ones" is one of the greatest musical creations ever. Yes, like, sir. And cool. I I don't I don't know a single better starting lyric than "It's Funny How mighty Situations." Like I don't know a single better starting lyric in the history of hip hop than that. <laughs> Start to an album. I, it, it's the most grabbing moment I think I've ever had in an album. Like situations create communications. You don't know what she's talking about either. You have no idea this about her former partner, but you are mesmerized from that point on. Like that, that, I that genius level is so high. I think she gets lamb, lamb lambasted too hard because. I think she misinterpreted what the, what the, what the MTV, uh, the MTV, uh, no, about. Like, yeah. I think she thought it was about like watching an artist go through their craft right. and not about being a polish in the product. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that happens sometimes, right? People like, and this, I, I've seen this now as, as being somebody who's in entertainment for a while, you'll, you'll, you'll get an impression that, okay, Oh, everybody's doing this thing where we're gonna go in and like show come to behind the scenes stuff, right? And that is a lie sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> you go in and people have been polishing their stuff and they're they're making it look like it's off the cuff, but it's not off the cuff at all. Like it's very, very deliberate, you know, like and so I think she went to that MTV uh unplug going, you know, I'm gonna like, you know, show you know the creative energy behind my music and da da. da. And well, then she got unfairly like, judged for that, which wasn't
2: right. There's a deeper story, too. I mean, there's a lot that went on behind beyond that time or during that time because he she got a lot of credit for the Miseducation album, like duly so. But then I think she was also out to prove the haters that were saying that she wasn't the the sole like, mastermind behind the whole album, right? So yeah, yeah. she was like, okay, well, I'm going to strip myself down and prove to you how much of an awesome artist I am without – you know all the engineers. Yep. You know she probably had some help, but I mean, in the end, it was her.
1: Well, was- the reason why people said that is because so you know the story, right? So Tommy Mottola was 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 the executive producer of Miss Education, Lauren Hill, right? right. Tommy Mottola's ex-wife is Mariah Carey, <laughs> so they had just broken up before Miss Education came out, right? So Tommy Mottola was trying to make a point: to Mariah Carey is, I can make anybody a star, even like this hip hop girl, Lauren Hill, right? So she's. Trying to make a statement to her, and that's why Laura Hook got that undue like criticism because he was like, I'm gonna bum up her on blast, I'm gonna get her five Grammys. I'm mean, gonna you know, like, he was doing all this promotion mm-hmm. to get make Mariah Carey basically jealous, right? Like, that's that's what that was about, like, and so that's like why the, the that's why she got a promotion for like a an album that basically is like a like the underground. I mean, like, it's, it's basically produced as, at the same level as most. At that time, Black Star albums were produced, or like it was an underground album, pretty much. But it got all of the fanfare because she was trying to prove where I carry off.
0: So yeah,
1: making uh, sure my daughter's not doing things. No,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you totally right about that. I mean, that album. I mean, Lost Ones. The way it opens up is very hunting. I mean, it's very visual, and then you go into S Factor, and yep. S Factor. I mean, the, the just the visuals of that video. You know, the light show was awesome. And then you know, still my favorite, my favorite song off *Mission: Education* Lauren Hill is, you know, is everything is everything. I love, I love that yeah, song. I, I love that song. I love uh, nothing even matters. Just has that Jay Zilla vibe to it. It's got that slum village. It's, this is pre slum village. You think about, uh-huh. you know, Lauren wrote everything on that out al- on those out al- on that album, baby. Just about, you know, then you had the two hidden tracks on that album. You had uh, can't take your eyes off you, and you had tell them. Those are hitting on that. I remember, like, listening to that CD waiting for the two bonus tracks. At the and end.
1: I, I can't take my eyes off. You was off of the was off a soundtrack. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, conspiracy I think theory. Um, was, was it called? Conspiracy Theory of Mel Gibson. Conspiracy Theory of Mel Gibson, right? So right. no one even knew like that out that, Like, where did that come from? Like, you know, like that was on like, Conspiracy Theory, right? And I remember I think we actually like Find, I think we were on a mission to find it one day at school. Like, where, you know, where's it? Because because we knew we we had seen the conspiracy theory. We were trying to find it out before it was on the of the So, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a great album. Um, Bro, completely yeah, doesn't great. get the credit it deserves, mm-hmm. um, in my in my opinion. Um, but I I, I want to say the mystery of inequity, which oh. is one of the most lyrically poignant creations of all time. Does not get the sort of respects it deserves. It is one of the most incredible discussions about modern day America and her perspective on it that has ever existed. And um, and I made this argument before people is that I think um, if you read the Bible of the story Jeremiah, <laughs> there's lots of parallels that Lauryn Hill is having a, basically a Jeremiah moment on that album, right? Like, like the, the, the prophet trying to call to the nation to repent, the nation ignoring it, like, there's lots of limita- limitations to, like, Jeremiah So I, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's you look at her her body of her work, it totally makes sense that she's, like, the, the prophet we're ignoring, right? Like, you know, it's just incredible body of work, you know? And that's not to say, we didn't even talk about, she sings. As well, mm-hmm, right? Like even that, her hooks, her ability to sing hooks—I mean—are extraordinary. There's no, I mean, not much like her, and she acts.
2: Yes, so sister I, act too. I am determined to draw a through line here. So you got three actors, three um vocal dynamos for sure. I yeah.
1: have, I have, I, I have four actors actually. There's the. Uh, <laughs> The fifth one is not. I has any acting role, but the the f- there's four definitely four that have acting experience. Although i not choose them for acting experience. No,
2: totally not. Okay, but I think yeah. it speaks. I speaks. I think it speaks to like their range, their depth, and, and yeah. the way that they're they're willing to go for their their art their artistry.
1: Yeah. Now my my number two, I'm sure, is going to cause a rise. Oh. And. Honestly, I'm sure Keevon is going to be super excited about it. I'm sure Jay is going to be like, yes, that's some nonsense. Oh, right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, my number two MC of all time is Buster Rhymes.
2: Wow.
1: wow. <laughs> now, now, I want you to think about this for a second, right? <laughs> Buster Rhymes may be the greatest guest MC of all time. As, um, yeah. Don't look at his albums Think about the number Of gu- guest appearances Buster Rounds has made Throughout his career Where he is the chief talent On that record mm-hmm. <laughs> He has made more hip hop Classics From his appearance On the, on the, on, on the, on the album Than anyone hip hop history Period period bar none over 20 years <laughs> bar none okay if you go through his like individual albums he has some good good tracks like I mean like they're great they're not classics though but Rhyme's true gift is his he is the best guest MC of all time right scenario classic of Rhyme. <laughs> flavor in your ear classic <laughs> cause, cause <Buster> <laughs> Uh <laughs> Um, what's the one where he's I uh, um, I can't think of the name of the song now. It's a uh, uh, peace sign, classic because of Busta Rhymes, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You get you go. You, I can keep going. Like he has so many songs where if Busta Rhymes is not on that track. It is not the same track. Period. Yeah. Period. Period. He's like the anchor in a in a in a in a really good relay race. He's always the last person to go, and when he when he goes, he kills it every time. Can you name me a better guest MC? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Name me a better guest MC than Buster Ross.
0: No argument there, because I remember the first time I saw him us to the new, lead us to the new school in the case of the PTA. When Buster comes out of nowhere and kills Brown and everybody in the group. You know, he, he came in like a dungeon dragon. And you hear this guy, you know, all this energy. He got the crazy outfit on. He's screaming. Yeah, I mean, everybody, every MC on that track basically got put on notice. And Buster didn't do it on purpose, but he ate his own, he ate his own group up. And then, you know, when you get that, and you get that whole vibe, you got him with Q-tip and everything. He got a Q-tip. It was unstoppable because Q-tip's production is incredible. He's, he's, so, yeah. un, he's so underrated as a producer. That guy took so much from Pete Rock, you can see it, basically. And Pete Rock took so much from Q-Tip. Q-Tip is just a nicer, gentler club version of Pete Rock. That's all it is. And gotcha. uh, I mean, yeah, Busta Buster also made Rampage sound better than what he was. Yep. He, he made uh, Lord Have Mercy sound yep. awesome. Definitely. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm.
1: There's not there's not a better guest MC. Yeah. If you want if you want to bring it home, you hire Busta on your track, and he. He's the best he's the best guest of all time. I mean that's that's I think of like when you think about the best songs of all time, like Busters on one of those songs. Guarantee if it's if it's more than one group on it, Buster's on one of those songs. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh and you gotta mention he was in, in higher learning. He's a he's a guest yeah. in acting <laughs> higher learning, right? Like yeah. to, to go with his the acting thing, right? He's definitely got that pedigree. So yeah, Buster Rhymes is my top, my top two. Like Best guest to see of all
0: time. I got nothing right. to say. I'm bad to say about this. even when he came in. On I'm three- shocked. I, I thought I was gonna get torn t- t- tornado. I I got four now down, and I still
1: have yet to be challenged on my picks. I'm shocked.
0: Shocked.
2: I mean, because I mean, raising the eyebrow is still the heavy D thing. You have made your argument. I'm not gonna like throw total shots or, or holes through it. I, I I see where you're coming from, but. Yeah man, I mean like you name some 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 The, awesome
1: the heavy the heavy D thing, I mean I I I, I could easily place heavy D with Nas. The reason why I don't play 70 Heavy D with Nas is because Nas to me <coughs> eventually abandons hip hop in a certain way. And I don't I don't think I can call the <laughs> I can put top five. Oh, somebody who loses loses their, their their love for the game, right? It's it's kind of like, you know, like if you walk away from the game, then can I can you really be top five and see? Like, you know, like that's that's why I kind of like went back and forth. You know, N- not since so like he kind of like faded, like he kind of like got disgruntled, and, and we're not supposed to see it. You could you can lose your love for the game, but mm-hmm. we're not supposed to see it as, as, as your as your fans. Like hide that stuff. Like retire nicely. You know, like what's your, what are you complaining about? You know, like. To me it doesn't do it doesn't serve as service hip hop any well as a as a as an ambassador, you know. Now I'm talking Lauren, cause I think Lauren actually had a mental breakdown. Yeah. Where Nas just was like, I don't wanna do this anymore. You know, hip hop's dead, because I said so. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, so <laughs> that's that's why I thought heavy D was a better ambassador for the game, in my opinion.
0: I can I see that because Nas, what happened is when his, when his milkshake brought all the boys to the yard and he helped Khalees get started up, he was jaded because he was in love with a new management. And what happened pretty much when he discovered that Khalees wasn't exactly you know his way out the game at this point, he was trying to do what Jay-Z is doing right now, Jay and Bay. They were on their way to be, be, being that power couple, but the problem was is that she was on that maturity level, and, you know, and plus he wasn't Jay-Z. So he couldn't cheat and get away with it at that point, you know, you know well, what I mean? So I think the thing is, you know, they were two separate people. You know, he brought her into the game a little bit. He just, you know, he saw the Neptunes had this artist that he really wanted. So he was going to do the whole musical family thing, and it never worked out. I mean, with Jay-Z, it's worked out to a certain point up to now because, you know, Jay-Z has sacrificed a lot of who he is as an artist in order to make Jay and Bay and the Curtis work. Lyrically, lyrically, he's like been he's been he's been watered down to fit the J and Bay narrative, and you know, crazy in love. I mean, I've I mean, watching those videos, watching where he is now is kind of sickening. But he had to evolve. His evolution is different than what we expect as an MC. I think that I think that Nas' evolution went somewhere south. It went R and B Nas. It went, you know, when he started doing songs with James Wine, and he started um, talking about his milkshake brings the boys to the yard. I lost respect to a certain level because I wanted that, I wanted that God MC. I wanted that Rakim, that Rakim version of Nas that not there. It's like it's like Michael, it's like Michael and LeBron. I want LeBron to be like Michael, but he's LeBron. And then the it's two totally different players in that regard. Now,
1: now you say that. So when you say you want the the Rakim version, what is what is what is a Rakim version? Like explain to me what you what's you, what you, in your view is a Rakim version of.
0: It's Go that st- it's that stillmatic knot it's, it's that illmatic nuts. No- it's that it's that flow. It's that you know. It's that you know, He's talking life's to be and everything like that. That's that angry. That's that hungry. I sit on the bench in Queensbridge and I watch all the MCs battle knots that's. that's when he wore Tims every day and he you know his, his tooth is chipped before he got his tooth fixed. That was a whole different knot That's that that's that gritty. You know, like her Rakim is Rakim. Rakim's a god MC to me, basically because. You know, if you ever listen to Ry Kim, he influenced every artist. You're talking Big Daddy Kane. You're talking Jay-Z. You're talking every great loves Ry Kim. They all listen to him, even Eminem. Eminem goes, oh, I cool. listen to Ry Kim. You know, the thing about it is, you know, people don't say that about Nas that they used to. They listen to the Nas, but they're not listening to anything current Nas. They say, oh, he's a good artist, but his influence is different. His influence doesn't reach like the guy at MC who basically, bred, you know, he bred a lot of other MCs out there in this game. Yeah, the other thing argue thing is, that.
2: We talked about Nas on our episode one of Hip-Hot Heads, and um, I, I would have never put Heavy D in the same breath as Nas, but the only thing that I'm thinking of now is because um, Novak brought up a point in our episode one where he says like nobody does R&B better than Nas does, and with Genuine, that's arguable, but there's certain tracks I think he does, he does live up to that uh, statement, and I think Heavy D is an interesting one where like I think he he dances the line of R and B in a good way, not like in a novel way, right? Like a, <laughs> a good way of 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 convergence there. Like you talk about life's life's a b. Like that's probably my favorite hip hop. That's probably my favorite Nas song of all time, and arguably with the saxophone riff at the end, like that's that's like well, a R B and element too. You know,
1: going back to Avi D. This is partly because I was I'm a little older than you two, so you probably were too young for you? this. When, when Heavy D at his height, Heavy D is at his height, which is like eighty nine to ninety four, right? You see Heavy D in a lot of guest appearances. Like he shows up on Different World. He shows up on like French Prince, Prince. He shows up as Heavy D. Like he's so popular as an artist that there was cashier to put him on like main sitcom stuff, like just as like one Heavy D concert, like like just like we would do Michael Jackson or like Prince. You know, like I mean, like he had there's an, an to this day, there's still not many artists that, to get that kind of thing, like, can, can be on a main, not, but you see, like, on cable shows, right, like a Disney Channel or something, but, like, to be, like, on, like, oh, we're going to go Heavy D concert. I think there's a whole different world episode that actually centers around Heavy D as, like, the main, like, like, it's just really interesting, like, how you look at, like, who he was to that, to that, to that, that generation. I think he was... the. Like, it's equivalent to what Drake is this generation. Like Drake to this generation is like <laughs> yeah. the in, in the epitome MC, which I would never say, but I think like I understand like that's who they identify with. And uh, the college students when we were kids, when we were and I was in high school, identify with Happy like as as their person. You know, like their their go to. You know, it's just it's just my point. All right, and you brought up my last one, so yes, number number one, number one. I mean, I'm gonna have to go rock him. I gotta go, Rakim. Mm-hmm. Okay. I gotta go, Rakim.
0: That's my one. There's
1: <laughs> no way. There's no way not to go, Rakim. If you, if you just take, I know you got soul. If you just take that one track, there are more hip hop quotes, and I know you got soul, than any album in history. Let me let me give you an example. Right. All right. I'm going to read you a lyric. You tell me if you heard it quoted or not. It's been a long time. I should have left you. Mm -hmm. Without a strong rhyme to step to.
2: Definitely.
1: Have you heard that? Quoted. sure. Mm -hmm. Right? Think of how many week shows you slept through. Time's up. I'm sorry I kept you. Have you heard that quote? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Most definitely. The rhymes from the micro... things. Thinking of this, you keep repeating, you miss. The rhymes from the microphone solo list. All right? Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's here's another one right here. And As you sit by the radio, hand on the dial soon. As you hear it, pump up the volume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only six lyrics in. And you've heard all of those quoted separately by other MCs, right? Dance with the speaker... To hear, to hear it blow the pilgrim in the headphone. Cause here it go. It's a four letter word when it's heard. It you control your body to dance. You got it. So that those those four are right. I got you. I got you. So I'm, I'm gonna skip to the ones that are actual um, quotables. Um, a gift to be swift. Father leader. The rhyme will go. Death with the record that was placed a long time ago. It can be done, but only I could do it. Quote it all the time. For those that can dance and clap their hands to it. And what's next is the greatest lyric ever written, period, in the history of hip hop. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I start to think, and then I sink into the paper like I was ink. When I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the lines. I escape when I finish the rhyme. I have so I got sold. That's the best lyric of all all time. Period. If you're a writer, he described writer's block in a hip hop lyric.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How incredible is that? He described actual act of writer's block. And that's why so many MCs love him so much because you relate as a writer. I'm a writer, I understand that. I start to think and then I sink into the paper, like I wasn't. He's stuck. He can't. He can't figure out his rhyme. Right when I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the lines and I escape. When I finish the rhyme, I got so best lyric ever ever created hip hop. Like there's nothing better than that. I, I I dare you to like challenge it, right? And that's the first lyric. Right. Let me just. I'm just. I'm, a, I'm just gonna say a couple more. So. Um, Picture a mic. The stage is empty. A beat like this might tempt me. To pose, show my rings and my fat gold chain, grab the mic like I'm on a soul train. But I'll wait, because I mastered this. Let the others go first so the brothers don't miss. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to laugh. I experiment like a scientist. You want to rhyme? You got to sign my list. (laughs) (laughs) What? Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Because I'm serious. a manifest and bust the mic I hold. You want it next? Then you gotta have soul. That's the What? What? What's going on here? Right. All right. Okay. This is this is some keep, this is some Novak no stuff. This stuff no back, no back to say that to a freshman in college, right? No. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want to get on after me, think about it. Wait. Erase your rhyme. Forget about it. And don't waste your time. Because <laughs> I'll, be... <laughs> I'll be in the crowd if you ain't controlling it. Drop the mic. You shouldn't be holding it. This is how it should be done. This style was identical to none. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is one song. <laughs> this is one
0: <laughs> song. <laughs> He's Word vicious. So. He's vicious, man. I remember, I remember the first. <laughs> time, I remember being a kid, so. popping in that double-sided TDK uh, metal tape, and the first time I heard "Microphone Fiend," I was like, "Oh my god, this is vicious." His 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 uh, his imagery is second, in, no, there is nobody created imagery like Rakim. Like I remember, I remember he destroyed Jay Z on "The Gift and the Curse" of "The Blueprint yes. too, "The Watcher." You're, there you're, are
1: there are. <laughs> Two more lyrics in the psalms up there. Okay. There are two more lyrics to that song. Let me hear it. Okay. That is the greatest written song of all time. His body of work is, is is next to none. Um mm-hmm. the, the only thing you'd argue about Rakim is he could have better production as he got older. I mean, if you if you if you put Rakim with Jay Dilla maybe, or if you mm-hmm. think about putting Rakim with uh, with Eighth Wonder. I think he he ends up making like some some songs that are probably the best we've ever heard. I think he, he lacked production quality as as he got older, but lyrically he's unmatched. There's just no way to match him. Period. Period.
0: Well, I agree. Period. I mean, nobody. That, that, nobody. Sick.
1: It's sick. It's sick. <laughs>
0: I still I still remember the way the way he ended the watcher too. He go, you can try copying I've seen, I've seen another shit to leave your frame, uh, frame of mind broken, and I'm still alive and copping. Be another hundred years till my skies close in. I'ma die with my eyes open, the watcher. <laughs> and you Man. sit there, you go like, wow, Rakim.
1: I, I have no words. I have no words. I have no words. Lyrics, lyric, lyric, <laughs> lyric wise is just no comparison. The only reason why now, now uh, people putting 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 the argument, Big Daddy. And I think Big Daddy was a very gifted lyricist. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not lying. I I just don't have enough banging hits from Big Daddy to put in my top five. Like I mean, I I, I like Big Daddy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but what okay. Big Daddy's top two are obviously um. No, what's Big Daddy's top two songs of all time? I'm mean- not. I rock-
2: I'm struggling to think of one, but um, I got I got a
1: smooth operator, oh, smooth okay. operator, and I the other one probably is um, is the one where the one he made up famous. Uh, uh, he's uh, when he's in the uh, boxing ring in the video. Oh, I know you're
0: talking about the, the Marley Marl production.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I
2: know you're talking about yeah. yeah. What, ain't um, no ain't no half stepping,
0: ain't no half stepping,
1: right? <laughs> but yeah. and then I mean he hasn't run a really great lyrical. Moments of all time when he's on the Guess he guess he guess with Biz Markie on uh, on that track. I mean, he's great, but there's not enough. Like he doesn't have enough for me. Like past that, where I can go, he's a top five MC. Because I haven't listened to all his songs enough. Nothing's ever grabbed me ever enough to be like, okay, I'm listening, listening to, to 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 that. And, you know. Now, okay. Uh, so I, I don't think I need to argue for Rakim. I think Rakim is. Universally, number one. Here my here my here are my here are my, um, my three uh, underrated MCs. Okay. Uh, Queen Latifah.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get the
1: credit she deserves. Doesn't get the credit she deserves as a role model and an MC. Uh, she is the lone feminist voice um, out when she's out. There's nobody else that really is saying what she's saying when she comes out. Uh, she doesn't get the credit she deserves. Uh, I, I think. I, in my opinion, that's my humble opinion. Um, to, uh, go ahead.
2: Also an actor as well.
1: Also an actor as well. Yeah. Yes, she, she's an actress as well, and that means she's. I think she's known more for her acting now than she is known for her her, her hip hop. Right? There's actually a video right now where I don't know if you watch those two twins that watch old music, where they they watch music, they saw they watch songs and no. they get hyped from because they don't they never do it before. <laughs> and they watch Ice Cube, and they're like, "He's a guy from the movies." Like they don't—they didn't even know he was a rapper. Like they are super excited about like it's a good day. They know he's a rapper. Um, I would say uh, so. Quentin I think the top three underrated of all time. I don't think she doesn't get any of the credit she deserves, um, and I think that's a shame. Uh, I really do. I think that we should we should really be uplifting her and what she contributed to the industry uh, when she came out because I think that. Um, Without her, there was a reported voice loss in industry. Um, number two, I say, I definitely say Scarface is an incredibly underrated MC. Yeah, man. Uh, he's probably about his best storyteller. Um, and uh, he, the, the, he can craft the story like nobody's business. I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves it's, because he is so street. That you the story becomes the same over time, right? So I think that that's that's his, that's his limitation is he never evolves past the street stuff, right? So we expect him at some point to kind of get to some different a different a different place. He just does he just never kind of gets there, which I think is uh, um that number the last one that's underrated is Black Thought. Um, Black Thought mm-hmm. from um, the Roots is uh, an incredible MC because he's in the group the whole time it's hard for me to top five because he just has more people to work with over the course of this. And I think Jimmy Kimmel's, I mean, not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon's genius of making the roots his house band was one of the great moments of like hip hop history. I think that that, I think we don't, I we think we underestimate what an important lexicon that is in history is that the tonight show the group is a hip hop group as their house band. Like that is an incredible, um, E- evolving of hip-hop in our culture because there's nothing more American vanilla than Tonight Show. So the fact that they said we're going to put The Roots as our house band was an incredible moment for us as, uh, as a country. I mean, I, that's, that's my underrated.
0: Oh, I agree with you on the Black Thought situation, man. I mean, mm-hmm. just just his, con- his contribution to hip-hop has been awesome. I mean, I remember I remember the first time you know, this is the Roots album, you know, The Roots Come Alive, you know, listen to Roots like on I mean, your CD player. You know, I think I went from Grand Puba to the Roots. That's pretty much how my evolution in hip hop went. You know, I'm listening, you, know, you listen to Puba, and one day I popped in the Roots, and I'm like, I was listening to They Want More. And I'm like, this is nice. I mean, you know, that group has evolved so many so many different members of the Roots. You had Rosel in the Roots, you had all the talented MCs, you had a lot of talent, you had you know, you got Quest Love pretty much. But Black Thought is that he's that constant. He's their closer. He's their beginning and their close. He comes in, he starts it, and he closes out. I mean, the last couple Roots albums. I mean, every Roots album has been a classic to me in a certain way. The last couple of albums have been even better because they've been tapping into like you know. You're right with the whole, um, the whole with the whole NBC, the whole the whole uh, the whole NBC vibe they're getting right now from Jimmy Fallon. It's helped really push them more to the mainstream, and it's also showing people how good of a band they are as well. Yeah. Don't forget about the Dave Chappelle effect too. Yeah. the Dave, mm. Dave Chappelle basically pushes the there everywhere he goes, mm-hmm. and you know, Black Thought man, he just freestyles sometimes. You listen to it. I mean, he did the he did the Hot ninety seven freestyle a couple F- of years ago. fifteen back. minutes.
1: Woo. I've shown that I've shown that to people before, just to show them. Yeah. That we you know. Let's talk about art and what art mm-hmm. looks like. Like this is this is artistic moment it, it's mm-hmm. incredible and i mean and, and there's some people that i mean like you got you, you got guys say back on we gotta talk about top five duos or top five groups of all time because some of them that there's a lot of the five duos on purpose because i think that that's a whole different category mm-hmm. by and large and i think black stars are the best top the top five duo because they only had one album right so like um but i, I do think like if we ever, ever come back on your show i'd like to about like the top five duos and the top five groups because they're all different categories to me in this this point in age like it you know so you know i'm on hip-hop heads i'm telling you top five mcs all time i think my list will stand test of time no one will come near it (laughs) uh you tell all those all those haters out there that uh heavy d deserves a place on the echelon and you can't argue with that and you know what the problem the problem is too is and this is the problem most people that argue the top five top five MCs have not listened to people's whole albums, right? That should be a requirement. Like, listen to the whole album. Like, you got this to the whole album. You can't be taking the nuggets and being like, okay, he's a top five MC. Like, no, what's the whole album? What's that sound like? You know, I mean, if I go top just top like five singles of all time, then that's different. You know, shoot, you know, Black Sheep might be up there for the top five singles of all time. like. You know, but, oh, top five, you know, people, yeah, there's a whole, a whole album to get the body of work.
2: Have uh, you ever seen any of your uh, top five or honorable mentions uh, uh, live?
1: Anything? Yeah, I went to Lauren Hill's concert and Buster Rhymes' concert. I went to them, and uh, when I graduated, the, the, the year I graduated in the big team, they were on tour. I was, I row seats to uh, Lauren Hill and Buster Rhymes. My best friend, my friend at the time, Kyle, his uncle would do the tours, so we got front row seats today. Um, so yeah, I saw I was going here live. Who, who I? No, I've never seen I came live. I see Rockem at concert. Yeah, I, actually, I've seen Rockem at concert. Yes, I have seen in at concert. So yeah. let's see who the other two. I never saw him in live. every in person.
0: the And then the other.
1: Yeah. the other person was too. I did. I uh. My, my number four, boss Death. I saw most. That Most Deaf, okay, so I see Most Deaf several times in, in concert. Right. Uh and that I actually saw Most Deaf in concert before I listened to Most Def album. Uh no, actually that's not true. I saw I listened to a couple lyrics. Jason had Most Death when we were in college. He was my roommate. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about Most Deaf at the time and I was like, I was like, nah, whatever, you know. <laughs> then uh then uh I was I was I was helping host a party in my and, uh, it was Memorial Day weekend. It was the first like warm day like in a while. And we were at this club in like River North in Chicago. And our party was the after party for most of the commerce concert. And they came through the party and I was sitting like uh, in like the booth with like the, the DJ or something. And I was sitting down watching and them perform. And it was like magic like most of us like getting the crowd hype when singing umi says and that's the first time i'll saw most I remember, I never forget that because i was like this dude is amazing when i went back and got the album that day like i, I thought about, about, about most of the album and then four years later i saw most death at the house of blues um at a concert where i like did like a godly thing i like walked in the, the eyes of the lord got my ticket like like really late and it was it was nuts today, man. It was crazy. And then uh yeah, so I saw so I've seen so I've seen four out of my five receipts I've seen in person. Like the only person I've not seen is I've not seen uh and that's
2: This concludes part one of episode two. Thanks for tuning in Hit Pod Heads and please join us for part two next week where we get to hear Carl's number one artist.